0: aloha friends welcome to the boy mom podcast powered by christian parenting i am monica swanson mom to four boys podcast host and author of boy mom what your son needs most from you here on the podcast it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world you can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here.
1: The best advice I can give you, um, besides having a great relationship with your parents, is um, figure out just what you're serving in life, and um, and that will determine really the course of college and beyond college and everything. So get, get that set.
0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I so appreciate you hanging out with me, and I'm so happy to get to share today's interview with my second son, Jonah, with all of you. As we recorded, Jonah is just getting ready, literally packing his bags to go on a super fun trip to Alaska, um, which he'll talk a little bit about, and then from there back to Westmont College for his junior year. And before he left, I wanted to have a conversation, especially in light of so many questions I get from people, emails, and messages just about college readiness, both for the mom and the student. And so I ask Jonah some questions about what best prepared him for college, even some of the things that maybe he thinks he could have done differently. We talk about everything from socialization to um, homesickness. I ask him about that whole thing of faith deconstruction that we hear about happening in colleges, even Christian colleges, and and how he might recommend people prepare for that as it might come up, and his perspective. I just love talking to Jonah. It's a little bit of a long one, but I didn't want to cut anything because I just really appreciated what he had to say. Um, identity is a theme that seems to be woven throughout this conversation, and I'm so glad because if you've been around long, you know it's such an important theme to me, and I believe in parenting. It is so important. So I love that Jonah's kind of got a grasp on that. doesn't make it easy, but he understands the importance of it. So I would love to think some of your kids, especially high schoolers, might be able to listen to this. And moms, I hope it might encourage you, as I know some of you have little ones and you're just thinking, oh, that seems so far away. But trust me, it's true. Time will fly. And then there's also some of you probably about to send your kids off for the first time. Hang in there. It's going to be okay. And then those of you who have kids just entering high school or maybe going into their junior or senior year, I remember all the emotions. So we'll talk a little bit about that today too. But I hope this is a conversation that encourages you and equips those kids and you for what's ahead. Um, I hope you'll comment over in show notes. I love to hear from you about your experiences. And Jonah and I have some special stuff we will also have over in show notes. So be sure to go to monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash one seven zero. All right. So I want to get right into this since it's a longer one. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy. I'll. a few final words to say at the end, but without further ado, here's Jonah and I talking about college readiness for the student and the parents. I hope you enjoy. Hey Jonah, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast.
1: It's good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: I don't know how it's taken us all summer to finally sit down together and record, but it's been great having you home
1: yeah it's been amazing super fun summer for sure
0: it has been a fun summer you've you've kept busy well before we dive into this awesome topic for anyone new who might not know jonah swanson can you just introduce yourself and tell people maybe even for those who do know you kind of give us an update what you're doing in life
1: yeah for sure um I don't remember. Maybe it was last year that I did that I was on the podcast. But yeah, so I'm a I'm going to be a junior this fall at uh, Westmont College in Santa Barbara. I'm studying mechanical engineering. And um, yeah, it's been a great journey so far. Before that, I was uh, raised and um, lived in Hawaii with my family. Um, And I was homeschooled through high school and We lived on the North Shore, and the transition from Hawaii to California was both smooth, but also had some unique um, changes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been a wonderful journey, and I look forward to seeing uh, how God works through me just in the next few years at school, and after that, um, what He has in store. So yeah, super happy to be here, though.
0: Right on. That's right. And between high school and Westmont, you and your older brother both took a gap year. That's something unique, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is familiar. So maybe we'll talk about gap years a little bit as well. Mm All right. So you've made the halfway mark. Your older brother graduated from Westmont this last May. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to talk about college readiness, pre- being prepared for college. And I know I started thinking about college when you boys were little because it's kind of that thing that hangs over parents' heads, I think, partly financially, like, oh my goodness, are we gonna be able to afford to send our kids to college? But also just, Thinking about your sweet kids that you love so much. And I know some of you listening have little ones, and you're like, no, I can't imagine the day that they launch. And you send them off, sometimes far away, sometimes not so far. Sometimes they choose to stay home and, and maybe go to a community college or do college online or an apprenticeship or something else. There's so many great options out there. But I, my husband and I both went to college. So I kind of had it in my head that I wanted to keep that as an open door. And there's no doubt time flies <laughs> from those years of just thinking about it to mm. the day it actually comes. Let's let's start, um, since we brought up gap year, why don't you tell people why you chose that kind of your, your transition from high school to gap year to college?
1: Yeah, sure. <clears throat> well, I would say a lot of it was just uh, my older brother had done it, um, and I noticed that that worked well for him. And I I just wanted to uh, see if that would work well for me as well. Um.
0: And I'm going to jump in there because this is something a lot of moms I know deal with is like um, the ages of your kids. Some people uh, hold their kids back a year at some point. Some people are like, oh, they're bored in school, so you move them up a year. Josiah and Jonah had both at some point skipped a grade Mm -hmm. and graduated from high school a little bit young. I think it's 17 I think so. Anyways, so the gap year also just kind of gave them that year to be a little more mature and more ready. I think boys take a little longer to mature. No offense. It's just science or something. But the gap year also was just kind of to make up for the fact that you had skipped a grade at some point. So you really Mm -hmm. started college at a pretty typical age.
1: Yeah. I I would say on average, I'm a little older than Okay. my classmates, but um, but yeah, pretty, pretty close. So.
0: Okay. And then one more thing I'll add from a mm-hmm. mom's perspective is that I had not done my due diligence, I don't think, in preparing for college for Josiah, my first son. And when it was his senior year, I started to panic a little going, oh my goodness, we really haven't figured out this whole college thing. And he had taken the SAT, but his scores weren't quite where he wanted them to be. And so we used Josiah's gap year as a chance for him to study for and take both the SAT and the ACT and to really think about, pray about, and and um, consider college applications, doing some early applications. Mm. And also he worked all year, which allowed him to save up some money to help with college and college spending especially. And then you kind of were in the same boat where by your senior year you were so busy and we'll get to the things you were doing but you are doing a lot of extracurricular ministry speech and debate school mm-hmm. and it felt like how in the world can you be applying for colleges and this is something i tell people who are considering a gap year it is such a beautiful thing to be able to take your breath
1: mm-hmm. and say oh
0: mm-hmm. okay i I can now retake some tests or apply mm-hmm. to colleges and take my time and not freak mm-hmm. out while doing a senior year while doing a million other things. You can mm-hmm. really I think a gap year is awesome.
1: Yeah, and I think college in the college applications, I don't think colleges are prefer to see you going straight into college from high school. I think yeah. if anything, what I've heard is they they appreciate that because it shows that you are responsible and you're not rushing, Mm -hmm.
0: um,
1: because all your friends are going to school. You're, you're kind of like in charge of your own Mm -hmm. timeframe and you, maybe you are doing something like ministry or volunteer work or an internship over that gap year. So if anything, I think it's, it's good on your record. So yeah,
0: that's true. Mm -hmm. I agree. I I love gap years. I encourage people to consider them. They're not for everyone, Mm -hmm. but, uh, okay. So moving right along. Uh, Two years in, what are some ways that you look back and think you are really prepared for college? And this may or may not relate to the fact that you're homeschooled, but just maybe what comes to mind when you think about the things that have gone well.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that um, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm unique. I'm my own person, and everyone is different. But for me, a lot of things transferred from high school to college. I think, um, I was involved in a lot of ministry in high school and I continued to do that in college. Um, I was involved in a club or two, um, in high school and I did that in college. Um, I did some sports in high school and I did that as well in college. Um, and I think, but I think one of the biggest things was um, just my um, a lot of my discipline and academics transferred over. Um, so I think, it, yeah, it felt like it continued pretty smoothly, I would say, mm-hmm. from high school to college. But, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's like a super severe transition between the two. A lot of your life, I mean, your uh, discipline and the way that you live goes right into college so once you get there you you know if you have a certain way of studying or a certain way of um, living life and being involved with ministry and friends then that's gonna mm. move pretty pretty smoothly into college so
0: um. right yeah and I do think that for you your last few years of homeschooling you were pretty independent. I was fairly hands-off. You were doing some, partly because I didn't know AP calculus or chemistry, but you had online teachers and people you could turn to. And so you were really an independent learner. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably paid off in college. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of, um, you didn't need a lot of help hand-holding. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And um, I mean, there were some ways, especially freshman year that I did need help. And um, I it was really good to, um, be aware of, uh, TAs, teacher's assistants Mm -hmm. and tutors, um, that I could go to because college classes are hard. Um, they're, they're very hard. And a lot of it is, um, up to you. Like when you're in high school, I think there's a lot of homework where every day you're turning in homework and, or multiple times a week, whereas it, school it's more like once a week you turn in homework so a lot of it they say like it's up to you when the test comes you have to be ready yeah I think um it 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 helped a lot to be uh to have my own schooling in my own hands um in high school because I I wasn't being told to turn things in every day a lot of it was Mm -hmm. just up to me and how much I was willing to study and learn um Mm -hmm. And I think that freedom in high school uh, gave me a sense of how it's going to be in college when I have less people breathing down my neck, and because mm-hmm. that's not what it's like in college. There's, you know, a professor who's going to ask you to do certain things, but a lot of it is up to you. And if you get a bad grade, that's you know that's because you didn't study mm-hmm. hard enough. So
0: yeah, right. And I'll say from the mom perspective. I think it's good. It, it was fairly easy for me to be hands off, partly because you were self-directed and doing the work. I also had a bunch of other kids, and so I was just busy. But I'd say the more moms can start to back off in their kids' high school years, probably, uh, and let let your sons experience the, the work and the consequences of their own work, the better. More you'll be able to let go when it's time for them to launch mm-hmm. into their mm-hmm. college years. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what else? Let's talk about more ways that you felt prepared, or if you want to share any ways that you are like, hmm, this could have been better. Mm-hmm. Want to wanna to hop to one of those? What's an area that maybe you think you could have been better prepared? Again, whether because you are homeschooled or because of where, you know, any, any. Reason
1: Sure. Sure. Um, I, I think I was pretty well prepared all around. I didn't, I didn't feel like completely lost when I went to school. Um, I think if anything, um, maybe if I had, um, just more time to be social probably, um, with people inside the school system, um, and just getting a feel for what that's like and,
0: Oh, you're saying in high school, if you have yeah. been more. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing if I think of any ways I was unprepared, maybe just feeling like, um, just like, it's hard to, yeah. When you have a friend group in college, it, it feels like what it would have been like in high school because <laughs> everyone's, you know, kind of starts, has these, they start like having these sayings and Um, these, these jokes and everyone's kind of moving and you got to follow and keep track of where everyone's going on the weekends and after school. And, um, and it's, it's hard to keep up sometimes when there's a group of like, I don't know, like 15 people that are really close and you have to kind of follow. And if you want to be a part of it, you know, there's different friend groups in college and you have to kind of stick with them if you want to be included, um, Otherwise, they're going to be like, you know, who are you? Like, you know, so so there's that sense of, like, urgency of, like, um, you know, needing to um, stay on top of your game socially. and right. um,
0: Yeah, that's definitely not how – because you boys were up here at our house together,
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: had youth group, and then you were involved in speech and debate. But we weren't mm-hmm. really doing a lot. Like, we didn't have a co-op in your high school years. Mm-hmm. We weren't mm-hmm. plugged into anything. So. Yeah that was new for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was new. But honestly, I was I loved jumping into that kind of new life. And I didn't feel like like I know some kids at school where they definitely feel like out of the game, like they're, they don't even know how to approach it. So they just kind of are by themselves. But I felt like I, I really wanted to jump into that world of the social world and like be a part of that. And I didn't feel super challenged. I felt like, OK, I do have to step step up my game mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. in terms of um, social skills and just being likable and charismatic and things. But I kind of think I had a lot of that in high school already um, mm-hmm. just with the time I had spent with friends on the North Shore. And, yeah. um, and, and that's
0: a personality yeah. thing too. I feel like you more dove into kind of having a big friend group right away at college, mm-hmm. whereas Josiah has always been <clears> – <throat> a little more on the introverted side mm-hmm. and he became really close with his roommates yeah. and selected a few people that he has remained really close friends with. I mean, he, I think both of you know half the campus. Westmont is a very small school. Mm-hmm. So you guys are like, Hey, Hey, every time I walk around with you, it's like, you know, everyone, mm-hmm. but I feel like Josiah didn't feel that urgency to jump in and be in a, in a social group. And that mm-hmm. worked for him. Cause that's mm-hmm. his personality. Yeah. But for you, Yeah. It's different for everyone. Yeah, It's
1: definitely different for everyone.
0: And if you go to a big school, you know, there's kids going to schools with tens of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. I think it can be harder or easier. I think... It's harder, obviously, because you're like Mm -hmm. in a city, but then you also might be able to find your crew by especially, hopefully, getting plugged into a ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, I shared, and I'll I'll link in show notes because I think it was a good article on Christian parenting um, advice for college parents written by a college student Mm -hmm. and he talked about how helpful it was for him to get involved in a ministry right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of met his group of friends and then stayed plugged in all year.
1: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's, that's really good. And different people, like you said, mom, I think different people have different personalities Mm -hmm. and, um, some people feel a lot more of that need to be Mm -hmm. in a group and, some people less so. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of like changes for me. I'm kind of like a ambivert where I'm not really one or the other. Like if I have a lot of homework, then I'll just tell my friends like, hey, I have to buckle down and do my work. And and then sometimes if it's the weekend, I'm like, I kind of just drop everything. And if I have like work to do, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll go with friends like down to the beach or on a road trip or something. Um,
0: one thing your brothers and I've said about you is that you really don't struggle with FOMO. Jonah's really good at like, if he has something to do, he just does it. He doesn't even care what anyone else is doing. He's just like head down. Mm. And I think it's because you take your studies so seriously. Mm. And we admire that. We're like, you never worry if you're missing out on something. But when that moment comes that you're like, no, I want to do something. You just can push your studies aside knowing they'll still be there when you get back.
1: Yep. Yeah. And And that's the thing is I think, I think, if you make real true friends at school, then they're not going to be the friends that are going to be upset with you. If you're not following them everywhere, they're going to, they're going to respect you and they're going to maybe even admire you more if you're not chasing after them. And if you see them when you have free time, then it's going to be like, Oh, okay. Like he's, he cares about his life and, um, you know, he's wants to get good grades.
0: I love that. Okay. One topic that could, definitely be its own episode, but I want to touch on it briefly because I do hear from a lot of parents who are concerned about this thing that I hadn't heard of probably five years ago, and that is the whole deconstruction of your faith, especially Mm. in the college years. What's going on when a lot of kids who are raised in a Christian home and then they go to college, whether it's a secular or a Christian college, and they have professors who are challenging them to deconstruct their faith. Are you seeing this honestly, and what do you what do you see some of your friends going through, or how have you handled it personally?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think, uh, I've seen that a little bit at Westmont. Um, I think it's really on a person to person basis. Um, depending on how uh, strong your faith is. I've mentioned this before that the most important time to, um, make decisions about your values and your faith and identity is when you're in high school. Um, because later on you will be faced with opposition and challenges to your faith. Um, and, and maybe you're in a community in high school where you're already being challenged Mm -hmm. in your faith. I think a lot of challenges to faith happen, I mean, honestly, life is yeah. a challenge to your faith. Like, Absolutely. If, if, you know, for example, if if a family member gets sick and is, like, dying, like, that can happen, and like, that's a challenge to your faith. Or right. if, like, life is constantly challenging your faith, but I think when you go to school, it's important to have...
0: Yeah, there's kind of an environment, I think, in college where you're questioning a lot of things and a yeah. lot of change. Yeah,
1: that's the best advice I can give to that is just try to be, to have a robust intellectual faith, um, as well, because, um, if you, if your faith is kind of, I guess you could say blind, um, Mm -hmm. to be like, you know, to just put it bluntly, um, then if, if people bring up like intellectual challenges to your faith and you don't have an rebuttal, like an intellectual rebuttal, then maybe you will just be kind of stuck. So it's good to have a strong um, faith and...
0: And some apologetics in there. Yeah. Maybe we could list in the show notes a couple of good books for parents to Mm -hmm. use with their kids to prepare them for the questions that will come Mm -hmm. their way. And and these books that we'll list are great for Mm -hmm. us as parents too, because a lot of us could really brush up on knowing why we believe what we believe and being prepared to give an answer Mm. to everyone who asks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, there's like, there's challenges to different other things as well besides faith. Like people will just make arguments that you you just should be ready to, to stand on your feet and um, have a good argument and know how to respond grace, gracefully. And,
0: and sometimes um, you don't have to argue.
1: So, yeah, that's <laughs>
0: sometimes. Well, that's why I said
1: gracefully. Yeah. If someone challenges you, then just knowing how to just be kind and and not even really engage. Just be like, okay, like I I respect that you believe that and you have the freedom to believe that, and I just choose to disagree. Or maybe I'm I'm still like thinking about something. Or mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think it's good to just be strong in your faith, strong with your mind, um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and not let other people determine what you believe or think when you go to school. So,
0: so good. I'm, I'm remembering right now, um, some good friends of ours whose kids went to a, a different college, but it was also a Christian college and they had some teachers suggesting things that were contrary to what they had grown up with. Their dad's actually a pastor and they, would call their dad and say like, this is, this is what my professor talked about today. And they would have some great conversations kind of just sorting through that And so, yeah, I think when you have a good relationship with your parents too, I think even up till his senior year, Josiah would call home and talk to dad and be like, you know, what do you think of this? And and they would open up the Bible over the phone and and talk through things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another reason to have those conversations with your kids while they're at home. Even if you parents don't have all the answers, that's okay. As long as you're willing to go to God's word, to find a good resource, to seek out some help on that, then your kids know that you are someone they can turn to, even if they're away at college or in the military or, you know, traveling, whatever they're doing, when they come up with questions, I think it's just super important that you teach them that there are answers and that we don't have to fear questions. That doubting is, is as your dad, my husband often says, the seed of faith. Like when you ask a hard question, God's word is going to prove itself true. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask questions and the sooner you start. Uh, learning why you believe what you believe the the more you'll be ready when mm-hmm. you face those things later mm-hmm. so yeah, good.
1: definitely and um and I think, yeah, like you said, it's okay to have questions and mm-hmm. and that was a huge part of my growing my faith in high school was I asked the questions mm-hmm. before they were even brought up in college like yeah. someone brings something up. it's like I had already thought about that, so I, I'm not concerned or baffled or or anything right. like that um. And yeah, I think, and it's good too, to always in high school, I think in high school, it was good for me to, um, have my mind adaptable and, and ready to be trained. Like that's what education is all about is like learning and growing and extending your, your faith and knowledge. And I think, um, it's good to have that because if it's, if you have a closed mind, then you won't have any kind of response or mm. any kind of re- any when someone brings a challenge against you. So you have to be um, ready to grow and yeah. and just have a mature, well-trained mind. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say earlier that um, one thing that helped me a lot when it came to entering into college um, that I think I had an advantage over my friends in my friend groups or at least some of them or most of them is um, that in high school, I spent a lot of time with um, pretty mature people mm-hmm. and people who I regarded as mentors and um, and people who I looked up to spiritually and um, in life in general. Mm-hmm. And when, and because of that, I wasn't just, hanging out necessarily just for entertainment or just for like fun. It was actually like I spent time with people who I wanted to become like mm-hmm. and who I learned from and mm-hmm. who I actually enjoyed genuinely their presence and conversation. Um so I think that helped going into college because a lot of friends there they're just they don't know who they don't have like necessarily the biggest value structure in terms of what to look for in a friend. So they just go to the most popular mm, yeah. person. Yeah. Whereas I um, I am looking for people who, ha- who have character and who right. I care about um, and who will um, care about me. And I think that's an advantage I had as a homeschooler was I really – I wasn't surrounded by – popular kids all the time. I had to kind of seek out Mm -hmm. people in the community who were um, mature and um, who I looked up to. And that, so that was
0: kind of a pattern in your life already was making Mm -hmm. good choices about influences. So when you went to college, it was easier to not get caught up in that cycle Mm -hmm. and instead continue to do what you are already doing. I love that.
1: Yeah. So I continued to seek mentors and reach out to Even professors and campus pastors for coffee and like just talking and I'm just looking for as much mentorship as I can because whether or not people like to admit it in college, we're young and we don't know anything (laughs) about the real world yet. So we have to um, just take as much wisdom as we can and...
0: That's so good.
1: And yeah, and and students can be wise too. Like they can be mentor figures. And Mm -hmm. I think especially upperclassmen, Mm -hmm. if you're entering college, it's good. This is advice I would give to people entering college is look for some good Mm. um, upperclassmen and um, older students to surround yourself with who can act as mentors and just people who can um, pass on wisdom and just be there for you to help you navigate your
0: That's great advice. That's great advice. And Jonah's actually going to be an RA this year. Mm -hmm. So he will be one of those Mm -hmm. people now. Isn't Mm -hmm. that crazy? You're an upperclassman now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And moms, I mean, everything Jonah's sharing, there's the mom side as well as the student side. And that is whether or not your kids are homeschooled, you can still... I talk, I know a lot about influence. You've heard me talk about it so many times, but I do think that as your kids are growing up, having conversations with them, get dad involved in that and talk about the importance of, of seeking out people, uh, outside of their peer group, um, who they should invest time into. And again, oftentimes it's a youth group leader or somebody a little bit older who they can hang out with, go fishing, go, um, you know, take a hike, have coffee, do a Bible study, do some things so that they kind of are used to that
1: mm-hmm. pattern. Mm-hmm. I think
0: that's, that's mm-hmm. really helpful. And and yeah. moms, you can play a role in that by just talking to your kids, telling them the importance of that. And, uh, hopefully that can become something normal for them before they launch.
1: Definitely. Yeah. That, think um, the most important years of life for character building are in high school for sure mm. um, because I know definitely that the people who I met um, early in high school today they are mm. very similar maybe slightly different from how they were then Yeah. Um, so hmm. high school is the most important time to focus on building your identity and your character and mm-hmm. what you value. Like you, everyone has a set of values. Some people it's centered around, you know, money. Some people it's centered around, um, like six academic success or, um, career success. And some people it's all around relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and other people it's just like pleasure and fun. Um, and that's going to shape how you live. So, if it is like, um, like let's say fun and adventure and traveling, then when you are done with high school, you're just going to want to travel the world. And, um, I think shaping what you value as a young person, um, in high school, especially is important. Um, just to focus on the most important things, like what are the most important things that I should value and that I should care about
0: Mm. and, can what? you can you share some examples how that worked for you? Mm-hmm. You didn't mention faith, but I'm assuming your that is yeah. what your point is is that, that when that you is... base your values and identity on mm-hmm. a relationship with God.
1: Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say is um, I think regardless of where you go, um, your your faith and your identity as a uh, believer in God is never gonna change based on your circumstances of where you are or what college you're in or which friends you're hanging out with. And for me, that was the most important identity um, shaping um, factor. And my values were um, structured around my belief in God and Mm -hmm. my faith in his word. So Mm -hmm. I think in times of hardship, I would return to and continue to every day return to um, scripture um when you know the whole world around me feels like it's kind of going crazy i can i i know where my value mm. lies um and that's super important and that was all established when i was younger and in high school it wasn't like oh boy now i'm in college i should figure get, out who i am figure out who i am now um if i did that then i probably would have gone towards what other people were saying to value which is like
0: you know, yeah,
1: popularity and grades, and maybe even I don't know alcohol and like substances in some cases. But um, when because I valued what I valued, that led me in a in a path towards mm. certain people and towards certain things and lifestyle choices. Um, so it really started with those early choices. So I would say, and if and if you are later on down the road and you're already entering into college or in college and you haven't made those decisions, it's not, it's definitely not too late. Hmm. It's just a bit of of a battle because you've already, you already have values. Um, and there are good values and there are bad values. Mm -hmm. And depending on what values you have, you might have to make some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have to do that every, I have to do that every day. Like today, what am I, what am I going to value today? Am I going to value obeying god and and um and loving the people around me, or am I going to be you know angry and let my emotions get in the way? So we have to make these value decisions every day, yeah, not just when you're young.
0: So. yeah, no, that's all so good, Jonah and and I think that that's like you said, if somebody's listening to this and they're already heading to college or in college, it's not too late, certainly. And you might say, well, I'm not even sure what my values are. and I think that's where if we haven't determined our values intentionally, then we're still going to come upon them by default. Like mm-hmm. something, something's going to land there. And usually, like we've been talking about, it's going to be the people that you've surrounded yourself with. It's going to mm-hmm. be the values and the things that you're doing, whether it's mm-hmm. gaming or mm-hmm. um, social media, you're, you're going to be picking up on those values. But I love that you said it's not too late because I think there can be you know, a time where you're part way through college, maybe, or a young adult, or some of us as moms might just say, you know, it's time for me to really sit down and figure out who I am, mm-hmm. and, and that's as simple as as understanding your your um, identity in Christ mm-hmm. that you're that you're fully loved, and and then through that process, like you said, your values will line up accordingly. Yeah. So that's huge. That's I mean, this topic is something I could obviously go on and on about. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it on the podcast enough, but um, identity is huge and, and our values will line up according to our identity. But why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I do think in college, as as secure as you might be growing up, I mean, in in my in boy mom, I talk about how even the most secure kid is going to struggle with identity. Like mm-hmm. you just, it's mm-hmm. the world we live in. It's going to be hard to not question: Am I enough? Am I cool enough? Am I smart enough? Am I good looking enough? Then you might, you know, go through a time of acne, or you don't make the team, or you get a bad grade, or a girl breaks up with you. Like there's so many things mm-hmm. that will challenge your identity. So mm-hmm. even if you're secure uh, in college you took on a lot this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you kind of went through a little challenging season, which maybe we'll want to talk about more at a different time, but, mm-hmm. but maybe talk about a little bit of, of how identity plays out even when you're doing well.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's like you said, I think it's important to always, always be reminding yourself of, mm-hmm. of what your identity is. And if, again, if you're, someone who hasn't really figured, um, out your values and your identity. I think, um, it's important to, one of the most important things you can do is find, um, community, Mm. um, find a fellowship around you, uh, that can help remind you because we're, we're all kind of clueless people in the world and we need help with, from each other. And we Mm. all need to Um, have supports. So if you're having a hard time emotionally and, um, and spiritually, and just in your personal life, you can't, you can't just like stuff it up and Mm -hmm. like keep working or keep just doing what you've been doing. Like you, it takes humility and it takes kind of breaking down some pride to say that I actually need um, help from people. And once you find help, um, it's really restorative and really mm. redemptive and important for you. So if you are going through a hard time, find support and use that as a way mm-hmm. to, um, kind of remind yourself, because what these people, these good people are valuing is what you are going to value too. So mm-hmm. find someone who values something good, mm-hmm. and then they will remind you, Hey, value this, mm-hmm. you know, value seeking God and, and living a healthy lifestyle. And, um, and living an abundant life where mm. you have things that you enjoy um, in life and you, <clears throat> you're not just getting down from the hardships in life because mm-hmm. everyone faces hardships. Yeah. Um, but the question is, are we going to find some, some meaning and some purpose in that? So yeah, find community because the first step shouldn't be, okay, do, get ready, do this on your own. It should be find people who mm-hmm. are making good decisions. And I mean, and this, this can be different things for different people, but for me, it's usually a church group, mm-hmm. um, a men's Bible study. Um, maybe it's, um, some kind of fellowship or community of, maybe it's like a book club or maybe it's mm-hmm. some kind of, um, I don't know what, what else kind of, there's lots of different well, you are, yeah, and You
0: are on a worship team as worship well. Worship team,
1: Sports. Um, Yeah, sports even and clubs like hiking or biking clubs. Like there's different groups of people, Um, but make sure that they're valuing the right things Mm -hmm. um, because what they value is what you're going to value as well. So So that's – That's going to be really helpful for you. Yeah. Um. As you're as you're making those decisions.
0: Because we all all of us in every season need to remind ourselves of who we are, and certainly we become like the company we keep. Mm -hmm. So, oh, that's all so important. Well, how about as moms are listening and thinking about this transition? I think perhaps moms struggle more than kids with the homesick factor with just missing home. But I mean, no doubt we're here in Hawaii. You're a long ways away when you go. And, uh, so maybe talk a little bit about preparing or how to make that transition the best it can be when you are feeling like you wish you could be home or just in your own bed with your dog, with your family.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think
0: what helped with that transition.
1: Definitely. Um, Uh, something important is when you're at school, um, nothing is going to change the fact that you are there and you're going to be there. (laughs) So you can't, you can't just wish all the time that you were home. Mm. It's important to make yourself at home there. Mm, Um, So find things that you love to do with people who you love and, um, and really just get, just find joy in your circumstance, even if it's not the best place. It's not like the same weather or the same.
0: Your activities. dog's not there. Your dog's you not can't there. can snuggle Thor. Your
1: family but- isn't there. But find friends and family-like <clears throat> people in the community who you can spend time with. Yes, um, because that'll make a huge
0: difference. I love that. Yeah. I mean, girls are really good at making their dorm room really cozy and sweet. But you guys, I you had your little coffee pot in your dorm and yep. mm-hmm. hang your pictures. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You can make yourself at home anywhere. Um, and I think that's a good another good skill to have when you leave the home.
0: And and finding finding like a spot on campus. I know Josiah goes outside a lot to do devotions and he finds mm-hmm. like his little spot he loves to go to. Mm-hmm. You guys have your favorite coffee shops. And mm-hmm. yep. And then I'm going to say, because you mentioned it, um, community, but I think that kids don't realize how many families, if you go to a local church, how many families would love to have you over for a mm, meal, mm-hmm. hang out with the kids. You guys have both been so blessed by a number of families in the Santa Barbara area who mm-hmm. have had you over for whether it's you know Thanksgiving or Easter, or you show up for their kids' Soccer game or tennis tournament, and you become like family. And then when there is a tricky time or you go through something or you need a ride to the airport, you've got people.
1: Mm, yep. Find That's,
0: it. Ask. Look.
1: Yeah. So the first thing is definitely make yourself at home <clears throat> wherever you go, um, and don't don't try to like keep your home at home, but like mm. make yourself really ho- at home where you are. Yep. Um, and then. What, by the time you go home, it's not going to be like you've forgotten what home is like. You're you're still going to be at home when you go home yeah. with your family. Um, but you're going to have that other set a home away from home yeah. at school. And it's okay to have that kind of two, you know, split sort mm. of dynamic. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, some people go to school near their home. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal. Like my friends who live in Santa Barbara five minutes from home. (laughs) So they can just drive home. You can go to their home with them. (laughs) Yeah. And I've done that. I've just this past semester, a few times had dinner with some friends, families. So, um,
0: I think from a mom's perspective, I'll jump into that mm -hmm. as far as just preparing. I know for me, if any of you listening are about to send it a son or daughter off to college or even in a year are gonna send them. I know that Josiah's final year at home. That's that's where a lot of my emotions, I feel like that leading up to his launch was probably the more emotional part. Once he was gone, I was fine. And so I just encourage moms, as I always do, to make sure that you've got some things that you're doing for yourself, um, your marriage, some hobbies. Uh, If you have a job, do things that you love, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if if you only have one child or if you're getting down to one of the last kids. Mm -hmm. I've still got Levi around for a few years, but I think, oh my goodness, when I have an empty nest. Mm. So take care of yourself before they go. Don't wait till they're gone to go, hmm. What, what hobby should I explore? Mm-hmm. Start doing it while they're still at home. Yeah. And, um, and also the truth is we live in a day of technology. We're able to talk. We yeah. FaceTime. That's what we I text. was going to say next. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead.
1: Keeping, keeping in touch is huge. Yeah. Um, making sure you're calling and texting and sending pictures and
0: funny memes, funny
1: and... memes. and <laughs> Yeah. I think that's one helpful thing with technology is where we can be super connected. Yeah. Um, and, and that way, you know, there's no worry about like, oh, I'm never going to talk to them or see them again. Mm-hmm. You can call any time. And, and I think that it takes some discipline. That's another thing is once you make college or wherever you are, your home, it, then it's you gonna, forget
0: to call your mom sometimes. Yeah, it's, you're,
1: <laughs> you get, well, you get busy naturally with, with, um, life. And sometimes, you know, like I, I've had, friends that have moved away to another state for a few years and they just like don't call or text anyone and they it's just like when you when you're somewhere you're just there and it's, sometimes it's hard but I think it takes some discipline to keep in touch and 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 maybe it's not maybe it's just super natural for you to really be a communicator and but I think it's good to um, use make use of the technology that we have to keep in touch with family and
0: and, and um, not just family, you guys have been good about staying in touch with your youth leader, with some mm-hmm. of your mentors. You'll just shoot them a message and mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, so take advantage of technology and, and don't feel like um, you're alone or you're missing your family because <clears throat> yeah, they're, you can keep in touch anytime. So
0: You sure can. Okay, Jonah. Well, um, any final words of wisdom for those students listening who are about to start college or maybe they're in their last couple of years of high school, what are some things you would say, do this now before you go to college?
1: It's really good to just really get solid about who you are and what, again, like what you value in life mm-hmm. um, and, and really just have, a good framework, a philosophy of life. Um, and, and more, and most importantly, I would say a theology of life, Mm -hmm. like who is God to you? And, um, and who is, who is your King, who is Mm. like your master and who, who are you serving? Mm -hmm. Um, because that's going to be the same wherever you go. Um, so just get that right. Just figure out who your, who your Lord is Mm -hmm. and who your, um, who your master is because it's, it, it will be your parents in high school. But once you move away, I mean, it's still your parents, of course, but you're going to be your own. You're going to be by yourself and you're going to have to make decisions. Mm. And who are you going to be obeying? Um, and yeah, and some people might not have the best relationship with their parents, like my friends at school and they need to have, structure and Mm -hmm. the best advice I can give you, um, besides having a great relationship with your parents is, um, figure out just what you're serving in life and, Mm. um, and that will determine really the course of college and beyond college and everything. So get, get that set and, um, and, and that's the best advice I can give to anyone. So,
0: Awesome. Well, Jonah, so many more things we could talk about. We could even do a podcast episode when you're away at school, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll we'll try to do another episode as you go. Um, I know there's listeners that are wanting you to address the fact that there have not been any new Truth for Youth podcast episodes in a long time. And they're just maybe wondering if if you're gonna do any more ever. <laughs> So, uh, Jonah, some of you know, was the host of the truth for youth podcast. We will have a link to that in show notes, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people, and especially a lot of teenagers really enjoyed, um, even younger kids Mm. enjoyed listening, Jonah. So Mm. we get it. Life is busy, but do you have anything to say about this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel, I feel bad here. Here's what I'll say. Um, a challenge to other kids who are listening or parents of kids. It's really easy to make a podcast, and I, I would encourage you guys to do what I did too. Yeah, this is um, easy. What I do, everybody. even even but if well, it's well, even not if easy, it's it's not easy, but even if it's just like what I did, where it's like a twelve yeah. episode series, yeah, and and maybe that's it, maybe you close the book, um, but do it because a lot of you guys have. Huge, great ideas and creative mm, minds, I and I love that. And I'm not like a special person. Like I just, I, I literally was just passing on things that I'd learned from other people. So I love it. I'd encourage you guys as a challenge to open up a, an account. It doesn't cost that much. It's like ten dollars a month or something to um, have a hosted podcast and just share your ideas. What have? What are some things you've been learning and? what are some responses you have to, um, current events and, um, and.
0: Or just share something you love. You yeah. might be into like Legos yeah. or Star Wars or. Yeah.
1: Or some sport or, yeah. or, or anything or history or books or. So I would say just, um, as much as my podcast was awesome and fun, um, I really would encourage you guys to get out there and, and do it yourself too. And, Share with the world some of your ideas um, because I'm not perfect. I don't have all the ideas, and
0: but um, maybe you'll do some more. But someday. maybe
1: I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll Meanwhile, see. Meanwhile,
0: <laughs> we'll just keep bringing him back here. I'll,
1: I'll leave you on a on a cliffhanger. With that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So, last three questions. What's a good book you've read or are reading this summer, whether it's for the first time or the twentieth time?
1: Yeah. Well, I really did like. Um, I've been reading through John Eldridge's book, Resilience, mm. and I loved his first book, um, Wild at Heart. That mm-hmm. was really good. So I'd encourage you guys coming out of the pandemic um, mm. just for, you know, a good insightful book yeah. on on life and um, character in light of um, crazy world events. That's a good book, Resilience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, by John Eldridge. And my mom just had – him on the podcast mm-hmm, this recently, summer. this yeah. summer. So yeah, that's one book. I have a bunch of other books. There's one book by Kevin DeYoung called Taking God at His Word, mm. which is a book about the um, sovereignty of God and the um, sufficiency of Scripture um, and how we don't need to add anything to our faith to make it better. We have everything
0: we need. DeYoung is also um, the author or the... Yeah, the author of the um big story, the biggest story, Bible story book. Is that mm. what it, I want to make yeah. sure I'm saying it right? But the beautiful children's mm-hmm. um Bible story book that I've talked about here on the podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's there's lots of other great, great okay. books out there. Two
0: more questions. Mm-hmm. What podcasts are you listening to?
1: <sighs> That's a good question.
0: I get a lot of questions about podcasts for teenagers. And I'm just going to say, we haven't found a lot of mm-hmm. podcasts just for teenagers. Mm-hmm. So Jonah has always been a little bit of an old soul, um, yeah. mature. So he has, even <laughs> in high school, listened to a very adult podcast, but anything you'd recommend?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's probably like, um, uh, like, I don't know if it's a, a dirty, pleasure whatever you call it (laughs) but um what's his name um i'm already forgetting his name um matt uh he he just made that movie what is a woman matt walsh matt walsh he he's very interesting okay well he's just just... he he takes pleasure in like
0: he takes like
1: taking down some people who have crazy ideas but yeah but um he's been fun to listen to just he just made this movie um called What is a Woman and um it's yeah. a little bit uh you know provocative in terms of just it brings up a lot of very controversial ideas so if you if you don't want to enter Jonah. into that that's <laughs> totally fine but <laughs> he's been entertaining he does a lot of stuff he releases lots of content on just and he's, analyzing a, he's a christian events. yeah christian and also a biologist I think so Hmm. he um he He knows what a woman is yeah (laughs) um
0: okay next topic yeah what kind of music do you listen to when you study can you tell I'm just thinking of these as I say them but I people want to know about you so Mm -hmm. last one and then we'll wrap up
1: yeah well I, I love all kinds of music I love definitely um instrumental not like singing music when I'm studying um but I listen to like jazz um like kind of cafe jazz music and then also I listen to sometimes I listen to scores so like from movies like oh yeah um and one of the um composers that I love is Joe Hisaishi he's a Japanese composer and just his his music is hmm. beautiful to study too. Um,
0: You've been playing some Oscar Peterson this summer. Oh, yeah. which I enjoy when I'm writing because yeah. I cannot hardly stand any sounds but mm-hmm. a little light background music. Jazz is yeah. always awesome.
1: Yeah, so I would recommend all of those, and um, it's good to have music though to study too, in my opinion. It is. I think it, it really helps you just you yeah. know get in the zone and 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 yeah, music is wonderful. It's a gift from God for sure. So
0: it is okay, and then. Last thing, tell everybody what sport you've been doing this summer, and we'll try to put a clip of you doing it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, man. Jonah's crazy. Um, Along I, with a handful of other North Shore people who he's become like one of a pack of. Yeah,
1: yeah so I've been um, hydrofoiling, which is it's kind of like um, surfing, but you're hovering above the water. Um, and I've been doing this – specific kind of hydrofoiling called downwinding where you're, you're riding on the ocean with the wind. So the wind is kind of propelling you. Um, and it's, it's a really fun, it's cardio, it's a gnarly workout because you're using your legs and you're pumping really hard and you have to paddle in. Um, Yeah. When you
0: fall and you're way off the shore, you literally have to paddle back in. You can't just in. get up on another wave.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, He's
0: burned a few calories this summer.
1: Yeah. So it's, that's a really fun. Um, sports, and you can do it anywhere as far as I know. You can do it in a lake. you can do it. It was harder for you in California waves.
0: though, because of all the seaweed. Oh, the kelp, yeah,. Kelp.
1: yeah, but that's been fun this summer for sure.
0: Hydrofoiling mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Oh, known? I'm sorry, this is really getting long, but where are you headed to next week, and with whom?
1: Oh did I say it right? Yeah, okay, um, I'm going to Alaska. Before college, he's going to Alaska. Trip. On a fishing trip, um, we're going to be all over the place in Alaska, but we'll be fishing for salmon and halibut and <sighs> so rainbow insane. trout. And
0: And who are you going with?
1: I'm going with um, David Shorman, the um, teacher who runs... Dive into math and science. The digital interactive video education
0: homeschool curriculum. Home I've curriculum. got lots of information on that on my homeschool yes. page because he has been our boys' mm-hmm. math and science teacher throughout mm-hmm. their high school years.
1: Yeah, so Doctor David Shorman is is the guy who people I'm going with. All and, over the
0: world use his curriculum. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. awesome, and he's our good friend. Mm-hmm. And Jonah gets to go to Alaska with he and his family and a bunch of other crazy people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that'll be really fun, and I look forward to...
0: And then you start your school year. Well, Jonah, we'll all be praying for you, and um, all the young people out there who are headed to college this fall, or perhaps in their last year or two of high school, it's an exciting time. It can be Mm -hmm. such a good time.
1: Oh, definitely. Just, yeah, just hold on and, and, and find the good moments and really just find joy in this world that God has given us, because you know, life is wonderful and just find good friends and um, family and just um, seek what's good in life because there really is so much of it. So
0: awesome. um,
1: enjoy the ride. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Jonah. God yeah. bless you. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, you bet. Aloha. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation, maybe got some fresh perspectives or encouragement from what Jonah shared. I, have show notes always with any links, anything we mentioned over at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash one seventy. I do appreciate it when you share these episodes with your friends. Word of mouth is great. Also, you can just take a screenshot of your phone. And if you do share it to Instagram, you can tag me at monicaswanson underscore. Appreciate that so much. Thanks for being here, guys. We have incredible episodes coming up the rest of summer and into the fall. So I love doing life with you. Thanks for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.